Welcome to the Deepwater Podcast. I'm Dave Mercer. I'm James Judd. And our goal on this podcast is to learn to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. Yes, sir. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Deepwater Podcast. Glad you could jump in and join us today. So you know how Jesus says multiple times in the Bible, uh, Matthew 25 would be an example. You know, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he, he uses something that we know about to help us understand something we don't know about. Or, you know, to what shall I compare this generation? And then he gives them an example from their own culture. So today, if you've listened to this podcast very long, you know that I, as a general rule, do not feel like the American church understands this word disciple making that we have kind of lost the lost the meaning of that we've changed the meaning of that so i had this experience this week and it's one of those the kingdom of heaven i'm sorry not the kingdom of heaven disciple making is like so that's my story so i had this crazy plumbing adventure this week and if you know me at all you know that plumbing hardware construction electric like i'm not good at any of it I'll tell you, I'm a lot better than I was when I was young, but that is not, if you're picking, if there were, if you picked teams for plumbers like you pick teams for basketball teams, I'd be kind of the last guy chosen as a general rule. Well, some things had happened uh, in this little town I'm by, and there's a an older lady in town, uh, single, and she'd done some really nice things for somebody, and then her plumbing had busted. And this guy had been trying to do some nice things for her, uh, trying to fix the plumbing, you know, piece together different stuff. And then he uh, has to call the ambulance and go to the hospital. And so it's like, I don't, you know, I don't think he needs to keep working on the plumbing. So I decided I've got a friend coming to, that has come to see me. Great buddy. Uh, super skilled in lots of things, but kind of like me, plumbing is not one of them. So we decide you know what, I'm just going to do it. They've been cobbling pieces together. I'll just go to the store and I'll, you know, like I'll buy whatever stuff we need and that'll probably be able to put it back together. I'm not great, but this level, you know, basically her, she has one pipe that's leaking, this little little joint or this set, section of her house is leaking. It's like, hey, I'll do that. And so I begin, I, we go out there, we look at it, we take some pictures of it. And I've got this guy named Bobby that I know is going to be in this area. And I call him. I'm like, Bobby, is there any, any way you'd have just, I can run you over, just look at it real quick and tell me. It's like, I don't have time, but but I can meet you. So I show him pictures. And he's like, well, all I do is I do, I run some pex pipe here and you need some of these and those. And and he said it and I was like, ah, this makes sense. Okay, yeah, we can do that. So we go back out. We look again to see if it still makes sense. We run into town. We buy the parts. We come back out and we proceed to, uh, you know, start doing things, and it disassembles pretty good. We're doing good. We're down to the point we need. We have one more joint that we need to take apart, and then we can start putting it back together. And I'm gently. I got two pipe wrenches on it, just like Bobby told me, so that I wouldn't mess up the the other end that I don't need twisting. Crack! It cracks and breaks these pipes, and I'm like, oh great. But there's still enough. Basically, the water's coming in the house. It's going to the hot water heater, and then it's going to the rest of the house to distribute. So I've still got enough in the going to the rest of the house. And I'm like, okay, if I can twist this off here, then I can put the joint and, and we'll still be okay. We may not get it done today, but we'll, we'll be okay. 
I'm working on it and crash, crack, knock it off. It breaks, it shatters. It's at this weird jagged angle. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, God, why did I? I God, I pray that you'd make this job easy. Why didn't you help me with this? I did say that's probably not a good action. I did pray. I wish he would have made it easy. Anyway, um, probably not a good attitude on my part. But I'm like, I'm thinking, like, I don't know what to do. We find this crawl space. We unscrew it. We look underneath there. We realize that, ah, where this is at is an add-on, and it's concrete. Like, I don't even know how to get to these pipes. I don't have room to do it. So what do I do? I call Bobby again. Bobby, (laughs) he picks up the phone. He's like, what'd you break? And I'm like, well, funny you should mention it. What do we do? He's like, well, I've got this drill. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to to chip down through the concrete until you have enough that you can, you know, saw it off flat and you have enough to put this new joint on. I've got a drill. You can come borrow it. Run into town. It's like a 30-minute trip away. Get out there. He shows us the drill. So what would you you use? Well, I'd probably use this bit and I'd do it on this setting. He's like, you need some more fittings? Well, I thought I had all the ones I have, but I probably I probably do need some now. And so he starts getting stuff, but he actually he winds up he has to draw us. <laughs> We're so bad he has to draw us. Uh, he's trying to explain it, and, I'm, and I'm, I keep asking questions. And finally, he goes and gets some chalk and draws it on this little table. Okay, you know it's coming in here. You're going to put in this kind of joint here. This you need a T intersection here. You'll put a valve here. You'll hook onto PEX there. Coming out the other way, and he just like draws it all out for us. And then he proceeds to look around for parts. He does with with uh, deals with bigger PVCs. I'm needing like three quarter inch. His are like I don't know two or three inch. So he digs around, calls the guy that works for him to see if he knows where they are. Finds a few odds and ends, pieces them together. Finally, we leave. There's like one piece missing, but I'm like, whatever. We'll get it started tonight. He calls me like a mile down the road. I found the I found the part. Come on back. And so we we get everything we need. We go back. And now it's slow, but we have his map. We have all these parts and tools he loaned us. And we basically piece it back together that night. By the end of the night, we've made a few mistakes, but nothing that was too, uh, nothing that killed our whole, whole project. At least not yet. We turn on the, on the, finally, the end of the night. It's like 9.30, 9.45 in the evening. The well's back on. Nothing is leaking at this moment. We tell the lady, we go home and we're like, whew. And then a couple days later, I'm like, it's just so nice that it's not leaking. I get a text message. It's leaking again, and we had tightened something up. So what do I do? I take some pictures, call Bobby again. All right, what do I need? And he's like, this time he's real specific, because I'm going to Amarillo today. You can, I can buy it there. He's like, you need a Schedule 80 joint that's uh, you know half-threaded, half-not-threaded. Okay. And you'll have to saw it off. You can't take that part off that's cracked. You're going to have to saw it off. And if you don't have a room, you'll have to chip out the chip out the concrete again. Okay, and go do it. So hopefully tomorrow, uh, my friend, while I'm working somewhere else, he's going to go knock that out, and then he's got to leave. So all of this, why in the world am I telling you these plumbing stories in the middle of disciple-making? So disciple-making is like learning to be a plumber. What I desperately needed was a Bobby. Without a Bobby, there is no way I'd have got that done. I could have sat in classes. I could have watched some YouTube things. And and some of the, I could have read a book. Some of those things would have helped some. If 
I'd taken along like a full-on plumber's class that's supposed to license me to eventually become a plumber, I'm sure that would have helped. But what I really needed was a Bobby that I could ask and say, okay, this is the scenario. How do I do it? And he can tell me, well, this is the basics of how you do it. And here's the tools you need. And then when I run into a problem, I can call him back and say, uh, now, now what do I do? And he can say, well, now you need this tool. Oh, yeah, and here's some parts. You don't have these parts. Stores are closed, but here's some parts. You can, these parts you need. You know, I need these tools back, these stuff you can keep. And when I mess up again, <laughs> here you go. Now what do I do? Without a Bobby, this would just be an absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. And I am much better now. Now when, when we're planning, I'm looking at it, and it's like, oh, actually, I'm looking at it all, buy the parts today, I'm like, oh. We don't even have to change everything I thought. We can just cut here, unscrew this, screw it back in. It's going to be like way easier than we thought because now I have some practice and I've got some hands-on experience. Disciple making is that way. You know, when we start our Christian life, we don't know nothing about nothing. Sometimes we don't even know the right questions to ask. My buddy that's with me is like super techie. And sometimes I'll have to ask him and I'll just be like, be like man, what... What do I need to Google to begin finding the answer to this tech question I have? You know, like I'm not even smart enough to know the questions. And that's true when someone becomes a believer, or even if they've been a believer a while, but they've never, never really been trained and, and grown and matured. Like in the beginning, they don't even know what they don't know. They're a little bit heretical. And what they need is someone to come alongside and say, okay, let me, let me piece it together for you. You know, or, or let me kind of explain the big picture of the Bible. This is the big story of Jesus, and this is where it fits in, okay? Now, here's some tools you need. You need to know how to study the Bible. Here's some Bible studies that you need. Oh, yeah, by the way, here's some different parts. This is a um, a, a memorizing Scripture part. This is a studying the Bible part. This is a prayer part. This is how you hook the pieces together in your Christian life. And all of those things give us practical knowledge. Now, I would have loved nothing better, and I'd have paid dearly and happily, if I could have just, just paid Bobby. Bobby, can you come out and do it? I'll even peek over your shoulder, you know. And if he had done that, I'd, I'd have learned some stuff. But he was busy and, and couldn't do it. And so me having this hands-on experience of having to do it, oh, man, that's, I'm, I'm such a, I'm this, at this small little piece of plumbing, I'm so much 10,000 times better than I was three or four days ago. Hands-on experience is huge. When we disciple somebody, hands-on experience is huge. For the most part, there's exceptions to every rule, but for the most part, any person I'm discipling, I can lead a better Bible study than they can. I'm just, it's not bragging. I can just do it. I've been trained. I've got lots of practice. I can do it better than them. But if I ever want them to become good at, for example, leading a Bible study, I'm going to have to let them have a swing at it. I'm going to train them first and be kind of like Bobby. Okay, this is what it's going to look like when you lead it together. Now, the difference is is that hopefully I'll, when they're there, I'll, I'll be over their shoulder watching. And afterwards, we'll say like, and if they get really in a mess, you know, like that, that one part that I broke off, you know, had Bobby been standing over my shoulder the first night, he'd have said, hey, why don't you just hacksaw that right on the other side and we won't have to deal with any of this. And might have saved me a saved me a little problem. And I might do that when someone's leading a Bible study. If they're really getting in a mess, you know, I rescue them a little bit. But if not, afterwards we can talk about it. Well, what'd you do good? Well, what could you do better next time you lead a Bible study? 
And that hands-on experience, man, that helps people grow so, so fast. And when they get out of their depth a little bit, you're there to, to give them a tool, give them something else that they need. Here's some parts you need. And as they start beginning to disciple somebody, then they're going to run into new questions, new problems, or they run into someone their discipline has, has like a really big issue come up in their life. They may need you to walk through it. But basically, disciple making is like plumbing. You know, you walk through it and you're giving them hands-on experience and you're talking through it until the point in time where they're like, leave me alone, I can do this without you, in the most polite sense. But where they know how, they have the tools, they know how the pieces go together, and they can fix most problems. And, as I always say, is you're always a phone call away. And eventually, if you disciple enough people long enough, eventually you'll find somebody that the point in time will come where they're not just like, we're just equal plumbers, like we're both good plumbers, but the point in time where like, they they become better at it. And it might actually be that I, when I have a question now, I might ask them because they're better at it than me. And actually, if you remember back in our episode with Todd Tillman, he was saying that one of the guys that he's discipled is a pastor now in the city. And he said, he's just doing great. He's just so far beyond me. And he named a couple of different areas. So sometimes that will happen. So anyway, that's my analogy for you today. Making disciples is like learning to become a plumber. And if we wanted to be real honest, from my limited knowledge of plumbing and electricians, electricity, electricians, the electrical co-op, the electrical people, and the plumbers, they understand disciple making way better than we do in the church. Because what does a plumber do? A plumber have to, has to go to school, take some classes, learn some things, and then they go make them apprentice for another plumber for a few years. Like I get so many hours. I don't know all the details, but then after that, then they can take some more tests and they can be licensed. Okay, now you have the practical experience. You have the head knowledge. You also have the hand knowledge, the practical knowledge of how do we do this. Disciple making could be understood that way. It's like an apprenticeship. Come do this job with me. Come do these things with me. Study the Bible with me. Pray with me. Memorize scripture with me. Minister together with me. Let me help you do it as you're doing it. Let's talk about your life. Let's talk about my life. Let's apprentice together until the point in time where you kind of know how to do it. And if you have a problem, give me a call. And I am so thankful for the people in my life that have let me apprentice them in various and sundry ways. You know, my parents uh, would be my primary people who discipled me, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, and the beauty thing, beautiful thing about families is you're just together all the time. And so you see the good, the bad, the ugly. You see the, and they see that in you. And you see how they deal with mistakes, how they deal with good times, how they deal with bad times, how they deal with hardships, how they deal with blessings. They see those things in your life, and it's great. I'm, I'm grateful for Dan Pierce, who spent a lot of time investing in me and in the in ministry apprenticing. What do I do in this situation? What do you think about this? What's this situation? And other countless people. I'm always grateful for that. And I'm grateful that you're listening to this. And I'm grateful for the people that will later say that about you. I'm so grateful for the way, insert your name here, apprenticed me, discipled me, helped me, let me see in their life, gave me step-by-step instructions, gave me the tools when I didn't have a tool I needed. Thankful for the way they did it. And lastly of all, this week I'm especially thankful for my friend that pitched in and did this all with me while he's kind of He's not exactly on vacation, but while he's out being a guest at our house and he just jumped in, and I'm thankful for Bobby, really thankful for him and his help 
Uh, without him, it'd still be in this mess and uh, this lady in my city that I would like, and city's an overstatement, but this lady that I would like to really see help and have this problem not being a problem, she would still have a problem because I couldn't have done it without him. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for God. Thankful for you guys. Till I see you next week, go and make disciples of all nations. It's a beautiful thing. If you wanted to pray for me, uh, we're going to do a little bit of disciple-making um, with the high school class at our church. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting to pull Disciple A. He's in there with me. And uh, we'll do we'll do some stuff with them and with their teacher, who's my mother. Uh, but we'll get to do some stuff with them, give them a little taste of it. We're training them on some stuff, and we'll kind of see what that goes. Maybe we'll get some opportunities to disciple some of them as well. My mother will be able to continue things with them after we're done. So excited about that, but could use some prayers there. And we could use some prayers for, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be approved to be able to do some, go into the Texas prisons and do some work there. So praying for those guys, praying that we'll be able to do that ministry in a way that's good and and blessing and healthy. And I could use some prayers for my back as well. That's been, uh, it's a slow progress and it, it still hurts quite a lot. And so I tend to overdo it. So those would be some great things. I would appreciate your prayers. If you have something I can pray for you, send us an email at james at uh, luke5.com and we'd be glad to pray for you as well. Until next time, keep making disciples. Love you guys.